Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Active Quest episode 40. I'm your host, Joseph Yaden, and today is a very special episode because we've got a guest who I will introduce here shortly. Um, but of course, we're joined by Mr. Chris Penwell. How's it going, Chris? Spider Man is back to the MCU. He is. F yeah. He, Let's dude, go. I don't even like care about that, but even I was like, okay, man, like I'm happy for everybody. I'm, I like felt, I was like feeling the, the love and like the whatever, man. Like, I was like, Yes, I was. I'm so happy for everybody. So that's cool. Um, you know what else is cool is Mr. Josh Nichols. Hey, how's hey, going, how are you Josh? Doing, man? I'm all. I'm all right. I'm. I'm feeling energized mm-hmm. right now, and I don't know what to. I don't know what to do with myself. I want to just. Like, I feel like we're almost connected, like in video game spirit right now, because we're playing the same games. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, and as I mentioned before, we have a guest today on the show. Um, and that is Christina Alexander of Twinfinite. Hello, Hi. Christina. Thanks for joining us today. Um, so why don't you tell everybody what you do at Twinfinite? Well, I'm a contributor, and I mostly write news about the latest video games. Uh, so that's uh, that's sort of how I got my start as well, writing for Twinfinite as a contributor and that role specifically i really like because it's so wide like you can do a whole bunch of stuff like you said you can do news or you can not do news at all like you can do zero news and just do like you know whatever features and stuff so i don't know if they've changed how they do things but yeah i think that's a really good place to start um and how long have you been at twinfinite christina since april okay what month are we in now september okay yeah. Okay. Cool. And do you feel like you've learned some stuff uh, since you've been there, or do you feel like it's been like you know a good place to be? I feel that it's a good place for me to like let my writing writing juices flow. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and they have some really good editors there. So yeah, yes, I, I think that's awesome. Um, and... Hey, twin from the call me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I they're constantly you know recruiting for contributors. I don't know if maybe Christina can hook you up with that, but <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys can talk about that uh, later. Um, and Christina, what's your favorite game of all time? Putting you on the spot here. <laughs> you just had to ask. My favorite video game of all time, no contest, 
Sonic Adventure 2. I've never played that, but I appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> I don't know. I My relationship with Sonic is very weird. Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> God. No, I... Joseph, I agree. Like, I would describe my relationship with Sonic like my dad. It's just, it's not very good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. No, um, God. I, I, I'm with you, though. I'm hit and miss. Jesus. You know, there's games from Sonic that I love, and then there's games from Sonic that yeah. I'm like, eh. Well, I okay, love please. Sonic. I love I, Sonic. Well, I know, I know great. you do. I know, Chris. Um, I uh, before we started recording, Christina, you made me laugh. I, I asked you if you were still a, a big Sonic fan, and the way you responded was like begrudgingly. You were like, "Yeah, I guess." Like you didn't say that, but that was kind of how you said yes. it. Um, are you excited for the new movie? I would be excited for the new movie if <laughs> they made Sonic as cute as he looks in the games because when the trailer came out i saw his design i was like oh my god hollywood <laughs> like, what did hollywood do to my baby <laughs> man what 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 got you though was it the teeth the teeth Every oh man i couldn't get past the teeth thing about his design yeah like it's like did you like his yeah. voice i'm just curious because i've heard mixed on that you know everybody seems kind of divided yeah his his voice is okay like ben schwartz i have no doubt that he'll do a good job voicing sonic in in the movie i mean it would have been nice if they got roger craig smith or Better yet, Ryan Drummond or Jason Griffith to to voice Sonic, but you know Hollywood doesn't pay voice actors as well as they do regular regular actors. That's fair. That's fair. Plus, well, you got that name recognition for the main actors yeah. as well, right? So they kind of want them to voice the characters I mean, instead of the actual voice I mean, actors. Ben Schwartz. Yeah, they thought he was a good pick because he voices. Um, Leonardo in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Dewey in DuckTales. And BB-8. Woo! BB-8! Well, I really, I hope that when it comes out, I think February, right, uh, that it turns out okay. I'm rooting for you guys. Valentine's Um, Day. Yeah, that's, God. All right. (laughs) Nothing says love like Sonic and his horrible teeth. And they, when they push the release date from November 9th to February 14th, 2020, it's kind of ironic because, I mean, Valentine's Day is like a day, is like a romantic day, and I'm a hopeless romantic <laughs> for Sonic, have been since I was <laughs> nine years old. <laughs> Because I looked up to him as if he was Justin Timberlake or, or one of the Backstreet Boys. But he's cool. The the sentence "I'm a hopeless romantic for Sonic" just that's a new sentence. I've never heard that before. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get uh, let's talk about what we're gonna cover on this show here. Um, the recent uh, State of Play aired, and I I guess Josh already expressed his. Uh, what not disappointment, but just apathy. It wasn't exciting yeah. like a direct, but, you know. Yeah, fair enough. But there were some interesting things there. Uh, we got the uh, Last of Us Part Two release date, um, and then October's PS Plus games that we'll talk about. 
uh, as well as the Games with Gold games were uh, announced for October as well. And then um, some interesting stats on Borderlands 3, which just recently came out. And then this very bizarre story here uh, involving Focus Home Interactive and uh, developer Frogware. So we'll cover that. And then finally, we'll end the news with uh, some interesting stuff about Xbox Scarlet and PS5 and their energy usage. Uh, we've got a bunch of listener questions to get to, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing. Um, I'm still playing uh, Untitled Goose Game, which I'm from now on going to refer to as Asshole Goose Game, because <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> you're just unreasonably mean to people, stealing their shoes and making them fall over and switch raking their glasses the lake, out right? and stuff. Raking the, raking the lake. Yeah, ra- yeah raking the lake. Um, uh, and then we also, I think all three of us played the uh, Medi... Or I'm sorry, all four of us have played the medieval remake or the the demo for it is that right or is it just me and josh that played i've it? played it, played it. oh you played it. okay christina okay so everybody but christina everybody but christina okay gotcha um and then uh the other interesting thing that came out was uh mario kart tour on uh phones so we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk about that as well and then chris you uh you're playing a mystery game that i guess you're not allowed to talk about i am not allowed to talk about it but i'm very excited to review it for you guys everybody needs to just if you want us to do reviews like i which our review episodes seem to be pretty popular yeah just keep reviewing our uh, show because that helps us a lot when we request review copies that helps a lot if they see those reviews and stuff so it does yeah and also i think getting wonderful guests on our show like christina to sort of cross-pollinate and like you know promote and all that sort of thing i think that helps out a lot too so um yeah um so if everybody is ready why don't we jump into some news here you guys ready um okay first story here uh these are the ps plus games for october 2019 and i'm actually really impressed with these uh again it's just two games they've been doing that i think since march of this year when they got rid of vita and ps3 games um but yeah uh this october we're gonna be getting the last of us remastered and mlb the show 19 um so i guess i'll toss it over to you christina what do you make of these two games that are available for ps4 users well, I think it would be a good opportunity for me to play at the very least The Last of Us Remastered because I never played I never played The Last of Us to so Oh man. That, oh, blasphemy. So it might it might be a good opportunity for me to at least prepare for The Last of Us Part 2. Mhm. And do you normally like sort of uh action horror stealth games i'm i'm just getting into the into the rhythm of stealth games i'm just getting used to first first person shooter games like borderlands 3 which i've been which i've been playing lately and i just beat um mouthpiece last night oh okay interesting um and then what about uh baseball will you be jumping into mlb the show 19 or is that out of your league <laughs> completely out of my league i the only sport <laughs> i care about that was a baseball the joke only sport i care about is basketball oh, okay so a little nba 2k maybe one day i think um there was a free basketball game a couple years ago that they gave away so maybe yes maybe we'll see another one I think, um i think there was one on ps3 that they gave out the nba yeah. 2k or something Something like that, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on these games here? I mean, I think 
I I think it's a really good month. Um, I think well, not just like Christina, but like other people too. Yeah, I, I I'm with you, Josh. Um, I, so I, we've all played The Last of Us here, right? Except for Christina. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, it's my favorite game, so I'm I'm very excited about this. Like I know even I mean even though I own it, I'm still excited because I think a lot of people. Well, I don't want to say a lot of people. I feel like too many people probably didn't play the remaster because they already played it the PS3. And this is definitely. And Christine is an example of that. Yeah. You know, like it, it's it's a clever PR move for people to play the Last of Us remastered, get reacquainted with the Last of Us, and then get excited for Part Two. Um, and like this new trailer from The Last of Us Two made me super excited mm-hmm. about Last of Us again, and I'm 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 interested in playing the first one again. And you know what? How we can celebrate this? There oh we go. man. Oh, that was amazing. Chris, I think that's the greatest thing you've ever done. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, that boy. Was the, that, no, no, no. Right. No, right God. Oh, Chris, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, basically, that was very nice. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know what I really am curious about? I really want to play this MLB game because um, I know nothing about baseball. Like, right. Like, it's like like funny how little i know about baseball so the idea of me just like running around like i guess i'm making a basket or whatever the fuck mm. you do in, in baseball like <laughs> i just so, watched my first baseball game uh, this year in arizona the diamondbacks oh, right. i believe they're called and uh, i'll definitely be playing as them uh in this mlb game and i've heard from uh outlets like ps nation who are very very fo- very dedicated to this game uh, that's it's really really fun and it's kind of like an RPG in a way. So mm. I'll be trying it out and seeing uh, where how it goes. I see Xbox sure. people bitch all the time that like there's nothing yeah. like uh, MLB the show. That's like the definitive baseball game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Right. Like honestly, like if yeah. you're a baseball fan, like you need to have a PS4 because this game's actually supposed to be like really good. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Joseph. I don't really care about sports ball, but I'm, I might check it out. You know why not? Just for the comedy. Well, and like I, I don't like racing games, but I got Forza Horizon. I yeah. really love that. So I mean, you know, who knows? Hey, Joseph, if you if you can't find any equal competition, just play against me online. Okay. And then yeah, I, I'll take you up on that. that <laughs> because that, I think <laughs> if we get trounced, that would be the fairest game. That would be the fairest match ever, right? It's we gonna, both, it's we... gonna be the worst game of uh, <laughs> <laughs> baseball that's ever been played. Just me laughing the whole time, probably. <laughs> Um, okay, all right, let's 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 get to the Xbox Games with Gold games. Um, okay, so we've got four games available for the month of October. What do we got? What do we got here? Uh, just a second. Okay, so from October 1 to October 15th, we've got Disney's <clears throat> Bolt. Trash. From the movie, I guess. Oh, God. my God. <laughs> Ouch. And then uh, from October 16th to October 31st, Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty yeah, good I'm, one. I'm excited. Um, no, I've, heard like the Wii, I've heard the Wii U version's much better than I've that. I've heard the opposite. And there's a lot of issues with yeah, Ninja Gaiden 3. Yeah, I played the Wii U version. That yeah, was I a lot like about the Wii U version. It. I heard um, the 360 and PS2 then, version was good. I don't know. Right. Oh. And then available for the whole month, you'll be getting Tembo the Badass Elephant. That sounds <laughs> awesome. That sounds so it's good. It's actually from Game Freak. Mm-hmm. You're the yeah. same guys who made Pokemon. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the sort of highlight of the month, I think, uh, from October 16th to November 15th, Friday the 13th, the game. Sort of that asymmetrical online <laughs> multiplayer game. Um, and I think that's just in time for Halloween. Um, do any of these games jump out at you guys? Tembo and or... Friday the 13th do for me because I've always been on yeah. the fence about getting Friday the 13th, the reason I never did. The concept sounds fascinating. I still remember listening to the episode from Kind of Funny Games with Adam Sessler uh, guesting, like, uh, gosh, 2015, I think, when they were talking about the game before it was out. And it just sounded really interesting to me because um, I know it's a little bit more common now, but asymmetrical uh, multiplayer was less common then. Um, mm -hmm. So the concept sounds interesting to me. The only reason I never got it was because I always wondered, like, what if this, you know, servers don't stay up that much longer? You know, what if the population doesn't stay up, etc.? So whenever a multiplayer game is free with plus or gold, I get excited because that pretty much guarantees people are going to keep playing it because people yeah, are going to check it right. out and play it for free, right? So Exactly. Um, and what about you, Christina? The about yeah. Friday the 13th that interests me is that you get to play, you get to choose to play from two perspectives, the hunter and the haunted. In other words, mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. you either play as Jason Voorhees trying to track down track down the kids or the teenagers at the summer camp or you play as as the teenagers trying to run away from jason Voorhees. just yeah. like right yeah i i always appreciated that dynamic and it's it sort of lets you experience things from both points of view which is pretty interesting and i've played this game and it's very exciting <laughs> like oh you like it oh, oh yeah it's 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 a great game like i only played it in small spurts Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it's it's it, it definitely keeps the heart racing and pounding isn't it like isn't i've it screamed in reaction to like jason coming at me and killing me so. right. <laughs> um is that game coming to switch i feel like i uh dead by I daylight just came out on switch yeah dead by daylight is it yeah. dead by daylight yeah. oh, but okay. maybe this uh, would too i mean if, if i'm sure dead by daylight is probably popular on it i think the rights have expired uh, mm -hmm. for Friday the 13th for like mm -hmm. making another version of the game so oh, this is okay. it pretty much yeah. yeah I think you're right on that um, okay next story here this is one for Christina um, this one is involving Borderlands 3 it looks like it's reached 5 million copies within 5 days of release yeah I mean that's kind of wild that's a million copies a day since launch uh, or within you know within 5 days of it, of it being launched um so I know the uh, Borderlands 2 sold something like 22 million copies, which is just absurd to me. Like, I didn't know it sold that much. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it seems like Borderlands 3 has been really successful. Um, uh, Christina, what do you make of sort of the, like, like the way people have been receiving Borderlands 3? Have you, have you seen, like, a lot of positivity around the game? Or is it sort of lukewarm? What, what have you seen I've on it? I've seen plenty of positivity positive buzz surrounding the game and i heard that the game was so good i decided to like drop borderlands 2 which i've been playing to in preparation for borderlands 3 to just like jump straight into jump straight into borderlands 3 yeah um and i've been actually covering a lot of borderlands 3 stuff on playstation lifestyle i haven't played it but i like i know enough about it one thing i i keep seeing though is people are kind of upset about the uh like the ui and sort of like the game's performance and stuff have you run into any of those problems while playing well there the one thing i've run into and then when i was trying to play the game with my boyfriend in multiplayer was that the split screen kept on slowing down and mm -hmm. we used 
and when we use closed captioning the subtitles would appear like in like at the top of the split screen not like down like down at the bottom oh interesting huh you know i think they might have fixed that though i just i just posted some patch notes today for that i think that i think that might be updated don't quote me on that but that's that's an interesting point huh um what about uh, what about you, Chris or Josh? Have you guys got a chance to play? I haven't played it yet, yet, but I thought I so like you know we're like really involved, like read a lot of gaming news, but not everybody like you know does that. Um, I had a coworker that uh, they they were playing a uh, four player together as a party, and they were like you know twenty five thirty hours in, and then their party leader lost like eight hours of progress. Oh, no, man. but here's the best part. What? I didn't know that that was a glitch. Like, I was the one telling him, and he was like, oh, we had this happen, and we thought it was his, yeah. So they, they blamed him. They thought he was just stupid and not, like, so they they, they moved on without him. They were like, no, that's your fault. So they oh basically just kicked it from horrible. the party. Like, you're no longer playing. You, know, you, you can play with us next time, but, yeah, we're moving on. Oh, my God. That's funny. So, yeah. Um, and, and Chris, uh, remind me again, are you a Borderlands fan, or...? I used to be. I kind of fell off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the first one. The second one kind of felt repetitive to yeah. me. And then, so I'm not too interested in trying Borderlands 3. But, you know, I, I might buy it at some point and I, I might get hooked again. Right. But, I don't know, just the, just the game design itself, it just, just kind of, I, I just kind of got lost interest. I was hoping we would get a copy, but I guess they didn't respond to us. We yeah. didn't. Nah, yeah. nah, they didn't. That... They did respond to oh, us. Oh, they did. But, they, uh, but, yeah, they didn't say, okay, uh, yeah, here's a right. copy. They didn't say yeah. that. So. so, but yeah, maybe on a sale or something. Um, okay, so here's one of the big stories of the week. So we finally got a release date for The Last of Us Part 2, um, and it will be coming out uh, February 21st, 2020. Um, so there are a few different like special editions announced for that. Uh, actually, several. <laughs> um, and there was like a like the super special edition that comes with like the a Ellie backpack edition. and a statue. Yeah. yeah, the Ellie edition. Yeah, and then another one that's just a statue and like stickers and stuff. So I mean. For the for the big fans of The Last of Us, they you know they'll have a lot of stuff to jump into for that. Um, but also they showed some gameplay for it, and uh, some of the press actually got to go hands on with it for a couple hours. Uh, and from what I've gathered, I, I haven't actually seen any of the gameplay because I don't want to spoil it. But um, from what I've gathered, it's a lot more open, like it's almost like open world ish. Mm-hmm. And to me, that sounds kind of scary like i'm like i don't know i'm a little worried about that um because i just feel like there's so many open world games mm-hmm. now and it's just like like the last of us is such a tight experience with like you know a definite a definite focus right and i don't know i feel like it being open world might ruin it um but what do you guys make of this uh february release date and sort of the the buzz that's been going around it right now Oh, I'll mention about the discovery stuff. Uh, so you mentioned that you, you're worried about the open world. I think uh, it'd be fascinating for Last of Us Part Two to be open world because uh, I remember all the houses we explored and all the leftover kind of like memories of the world before. You know, that, that was really fascinating just to see uh, what happened and who these people were before <laughs> the apocalypse right. came. Yeah. Uh, so, and also Naughty Dog, you know, the polish is just insane. They've been 
experimenting with more open kind of design with Uncharted 4 oh, and yeah. the Lost, Leg- Lost Legacy. So I guess this is like the next step up for them. Mm-hmm. And I- I- I'm sure they've mastered the open world design uh, You know, uh, in that case. Yeah. Um, I am sad that it's leaving the linear design, but perhaps this could be rather interesting. Um, something else I'd like to say is that the I I think there's going to be like fort building kind of modes. You know, you're gonna um, build up your forts and uh, get resources while you're out in the open worlds and updating your stuff. Uh, I think that's definitely a possibility, um, and I think that's the reason why we don't have factions because they're trying to make add these different elements um, to the the single story campaign to make it full fledged and uh, you know just details in general right yeah um, I trust Naughty Dog I'm not like sitting here like terrified that it's going to be bad but yeah I just was thinking oh it's open world I don't know how I'm going to like that but yeah it'll probably be okay um, and Christina you mentioned that you've never played the last of us before but you will be jumping into the first one and so I guess you must have a little bit of excitement for the last of us part two then right if you're willing to like jump in and play the the first one to get ready for it yeah yeah and i i don't know that it's like a great it's so funny because you mentioned that you haven't really gotten into stealth action games too much i don't know that the last of us is a great place to start because it it's kind of brutal man like i don't want to spoil anything but that game will it's it's definitely not for the faint of heart so i almost I, I would I encourage know, I almost... you just if, if if you don't end up liking the gameplay, I would encourage you. And if you reach out to me, I'll, I'll find a link at that time too for you because I I can find it in my uh my liked videos or whatever. But there's a uh, like a, a five hour or six hour long uh, YouTube video, and basically somebody just connects all the cutscenes of the game, and then also connects key gameplay components. You know, like. Not everything gets important in a cutscene, so they, they have the gameplay sections there, and it basically is about as close as you can get to getting the full story without playing the game. And that story is so good and important that I, if someone couldn't play the game or just didn't like the gameplay, I would still recommend that they experience, you know, this the story. The yeah. story, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and but the other interesting part about this is that uh, they, Naughty Dog announced that there will there will be no multiplayer. And some people might be like, oh, "Okay, it's fine." But but the multiplayer in the first Last of Us game was really robust, and it was like it was like its own separate game. Like it wasn't just this like tacked on thing. It felt like I mean I could see that being its own game that gets updated, just like a Destiny or a Division or a Ghost Recon. Like it was really cool, and there were these like sort of uh, round based modes where once you're dead you're dead for that round and you have to like spectate your team kind of like search and destroy in call of duty so like yeah it, it was just really cool and you would like go around and like you know use the bow on people or like shiv somebody it was like really really dark and brutal man like uh, so I'm, I'm a little bummed that there's not gonna be any multiplayer in it but to me that says two th- well there are two points the, the first thing is that well, that just means they're spending more time on the single-player part, which is totally fine with me. And then, actually, Naughty Dog posted this thing online saying, hey, we hear you about the multiplayer thing. Don't worry, you haven't seen the last of uh, of multiplayer from Naughty Dog. So, something like that. I have to direct quote if you if you Oh, like please it. do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we wanted to address multiplayer in The Last of Us Part 2. As we've stated... 
the, the single-player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as developments began on the evolution of our factions mode from The Last of Us Part 1, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that could be included with our enormous single-player campaign. Wanted to, wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part 2 would not include an online mode. However, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's online ambition, but not as part of The Last of Us Part 2, and where it will be realised is still to be determined. But rest assured, we are as big a fan of factions as the rest of our community, and are excited to share more when it's ready. I have a theory. Go ahead. I think this is going to be in the same way as Lost Legacy from Uncharted 4. This multiplayer mode would be like that for Last of Us Part 2. And I, I think, honestly, it's going to be an expanded multiplayer mode. It's going to be its own game. And it's going to be like a game as a service. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Dude, that would be rad. Like, the multiplayer was yeah. so good. Um, Christina, I wanted to ask you, are you a multiplayer person? Like, do you get into these competitive shooters or online games? Not exactly. I rarely get into, like, competitive player shooter online games but when i do it's when i'm when i'm with my boyfriend and a group a group of his friends or or some of my brother's friends who are interested in in that kind of stuff and i've watched my best friend play like like a multiplayer competition in in destiny 2 and i was like very impressed but i just never really got like the grasp of it myself and as far as multiplayer goes if the multiplayer feature was well received in the first last of us why remove it from the last of us part two um well i mean based on this quote chris read i i don't know that they're exactly removing it i mean i guess i yeah like i I, like i said i think it's going to be a separate project um that they're going to move that they're going to work on uh, through they're going to develop past the Last of Us Part right. Two because Part Two. I don't think we said this yet, but it's two discs. Oh yeah, that's right. It, that's crazy. Yeah, it's the, I think so it's the first uh, Sony published game that's been that's come out on two discs on PS4. I yeah, so. that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like, "Well, Red Dead Two is so big." Well, Red Dead Two has an online multiplayer mode though too. So it's like we're having two. We're, we're getting two point. discs here just off the single player portion of the game. Right. So that'll be really interesting to see how that uh, how that turns out, and I'm curious to see what this multiplayer project is that they're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, a couple more stories here. This next one is really interesting. Um, developer Frogware has basically all of their games removed uh, due to a disagreement with Focus Home Interactive. It's uh, the publisher. So Frogware, for those who don't know, is the developer of several uh, Sherlock Holmes games, so they you know, they worked on Sherlock Holmes' Crimes and Punishments, oh, okay. the, yeah. testi- the Testament of Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper, uh, Mag Runner, Dark Pulse. Um, and so basically what I've get, it's a very weird story, and I'm, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of like legal stuff going on behind the scenes that I don't really understand. There was a, a statement issued out here. Let me read this. This is on, so this is on Gamma Sutra uh, by Chris Kerr, but 
the excerpt I'm going to read here is as follows. Um, quote, Focus Home Interactive, the licensee that was in charge of commercializing these games on these platforms, refuses to transfer the title IDs to us, us being uh, Frogwares, the creators and IP owners of those titles, even though our publishing and distribution agreement has expired. And then it continues, according to their official statement sent to us only last week, quote, Focus has put in place a policy in accordance with which they will not transfer any title, the content ID or title ID belonging to any developer uh, which has removed all of their games from the Focus catalog, end quote. So basically, Frogwares is in this position where they are financially being impacted by this, and I mean, I don't know if that means they're going to have to cut employees or what, but I mean, it puts them in a really bad spot because they can't sell these games that they've been making money off of. And that could have really long-term consequences. And I guess uh, sort of my, my thesis for this, or, or my point, is I always really like looked up to Focus Home Interactive. I thought they were a, an interesting publisher with a, a wide wide variety of games. Mm. And I always thought they were like a positive company. But after seeing the way they're treating Frogwares, it's kind of like it almost puts them in the same category of like Nicholas, you know, that publisher mm. who, you know, was, was, yeah. was sort of taking down games left and right as well. And... I just don't see any reason why they would do that. So, yeah, I wanted to throw this to you guys. What do you, what do you make of this story? And, I mean, do you see any sort of benefit or any, like, argument uh, from Focus Homes' point of view that would make sense in this case? I, I don't. But, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know a lot of the specifics. But, I mean, either way, like, that's – you're the publisher, but, like, that's that's their game. I mean, you know, that's that they still work right. in the game. They need to be treated fairly. Yeah, and like, what is to be gained? It's not like Focus Home is is getting money out of this, right? I mean, they're not selling the games anymore. Yeah, Yeah. I just don't, I just don't get it. And I'm not a businessman, and we haven't heard Focus Home's point of view on this. I I think um, Games Daily reached out to them or something, and they didn't respond to a comment, so that obviously looks bad. But yeah, yeah, just really strange. I mean, I you would think if you were a publisher and something like this was happening it looks really bad right you would want to defend yourself i just don't i just don't really understand i honestly don't think it's going to impact i don't think they think it's going to impact them that much because frogwares is a small developer you know um they're not really receiving that much um backlash other than the games industry itself and the i think these publishers underestimate how much like all of us love indie developers you know like if, if there's mm-hmm. a one-person studio and you're bullying them, we're all going to get angry. Like, <laughs> leave them alone. Be nice to them. We love them and their games. You know, and we know the, we know these indie devs usually a lot better than a, a bigger studio too. So not only do we uh, appreciate how they're a small studio, but we also are like, hey, I know that guy. You know, I see him on Twitter all the time, or you know, whatever. So I don't know. I, that's that's. I think they underestimate that. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't took them to court yet, but maybe they don't have the budget. Yeah, to maybe do not. That. Um, one thing to note as well is uh, Frogwares is working on rectifying this, but I, I just I don't know that it's gonna have the outcome they're expecting. So yeah, I mean, if anybody's affected there at Frogwares, I, you know, wishing you guys the best, and hopefully you, you land on your feet if anybody's let go. Um, okay, last story here. This one's kind of interesting. Um, anytime we hear news about uh. The upcoming, you know, Xbox or PlayStation console for next generation, it's always kind of interesting. So I've got a story here from CNET. This is by Oscar Gonzalez. Headline is Sony's PS5 and Microsoft Microsoft's Xbox join the fight against climate change. This is it's so interesting. It's interesting for me too. So I'll read. Yeah. 
So I'll, I'll, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on this, Christina. Um, but I'll read probably most of this just because there's a lot of info here. All right. So it reads, quote, both Sony and Microsoft on Monday committed to making their future video game consoles better for the planet. The two console makers laid out their plans alongside the UN Climate Summit as part of the Playing for the Planet Alliance. That sounds so cool. Uh, um, Microsoft will start a pilot program to create 825,000 carbon-neutral Xbox consoles, the company said in a press release Sunday. It said these will be the first video game consoles to achieve that goal. Sony, Sony will focus on the upcoming PlayStation 5's energy consumption. The Japanese company will improve the next console's low-power suspend mode to make it more efficient than the PS4. Sony said if 1 million users make use of the PS5's energy-saving feature, it will save the equivalent of the average electricity use of 1,000 U.S. homes. Sony will also reassess the carbon footprint in its gaming service and data centers. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. So that's I, I actually think that's really cool. And whether it's for, you know, uh, sort of, I guess whether it's for reasons that are sort of um, genuine or maybe that's for financial reasons that they don't want to talk about, I think either way, helping the planet is a yeah, good thing. Yeah, that's what I was right? going to say is I, I will always, there's always cynicism with this, right? And like, oh, mm -hmm. they're doing it for the wrong mm -hmm. reasons. I will always take the right thing for the wrong reason than the wrong thing, you know, just because. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Christina, go ahead. Yeah, let me hear your thoughts on this. I think it's very interesting for Microsoft and Sony to make plans to, like, help the planet out by creating consoles that'll be more energy efficient than their predecessors because, like, ev because every time I read, like climate change related articles like for example that we only have 12 years to to come up with ways to mitigate the effects of climate change making energy efficient consoles being one of those ideas i'm like it's just this scene of fry screaming you know, Fry from Futurama. <laughs> this this scene of Fry screaming, bah! it gets turned up to like eleven, perhaps even a thousand. Like every time, every time scientists say, "Oh, we've reached we've reached a tipping point in global warming." There's like absolutely no way we could get out of this mess unless we take action on that and let's start with the video games right. let's start with <laughs> let's start with that yeah and yeah uh, also joseph needs to stop watching principal porn just watch less of it <laughs> he watches way too much i mean dude. i'm probably hurting the planet by the amount of principal yeah porn. just <laughs> we i can watch other porn just not specifically principal porn that's the worst kind you can watch <laughs> Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And the way I looked into um, the PlayStation 5's energy consumption, if it consumes like less energy than than the PS4, because if you pause currently, if you like pause the PlayStation 4 and leave it leave it idle for 30 minutes, it will just turn off with the PlayStation 5 the energy consumption if you pause or suspend gameplay that's energy consumption will be cut by 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 half if not 
by a quarter is not a half, if not half. So for right. so if you leave it idle, it'll like go into rest mode in like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I think like Josh pointed out, it's it, it, even if it is for the wrong reasons, which I mean, obviously we'll never know that, but uh, I think it's still a good move, and it's it, it's sort of like almost like a selling point right for these next consoles like oh get the new consoles they you know they're better for the planet or whatever like i could see like a totally like weird marketing campaign that's all surrounded you know around the environment and all this stuff so yeah really interesting and i really hope they follow through with it because as greta thunberg said at the un climate climate summit we are at the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about <laughs> is money and fairy tales of eternal financial growth. How dare you? <laughs> There's like a gif of her saying that. How dare you? Oh my god, it's so good. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, so that about wraps us up for the news here. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and answer some listener questions. All right, everybody. And we are back. Thank you for joining us today. Um, So we're going to read a couple of listener questions. Thank you, everybody, who submitted one. Uh, Remember, you can always submit your questions to us, I mean, on Twitter and via email if you'd like. Uh, Chris, what's our email? I always forget it. ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Or uh, the most common way people submit questions is via the Twitter thread. Every Wednesday we post up a thread and you can ask us anything you want, like what our favorite Taco Bell sauce is. Christina, what's your favorite Taco Bell sauce? I don't eat Taco Bell. Why not? Why? Because... Yeah. I just don't want its tacos to kill me like KFC almost did. <laughs> if I do and they're owned by the same company. From food, I want it to be from a cheesy gordita crunch. That's how I want to Yeah, go. me too. That's how I want to go out. Dying from a cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> when I'm old, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, if my heart's about to stop, I want to reach into this, like, bot bag and pull that out and eat it. Right. Yeah, when I'm old. So, like, when I hit 30. Oh, it's basically when I (laughs) they're not nuggets but i just don't understand why that's like an argument like they're just chicken nuggets and i'm like but chicken nuggets are awesome what do you mean like what you're not gonna eat them because they're chicken nuggets what's wrong with you the best thing to get at a canadian bar is uh boneless chicken wings and the poutine Uh, just just do that and you're all good oh god all right so, friend of the show, Grayson Morales from uh, Twinfinite. Actually, yeah, Christina, you know Grayson. Yes, um, he, he's a great guy. Um, he asks, do you think Ellie's girlfriend is going to die or is Naughty Dog tricking us? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> She's dead. Yeah. She's gone. Okay, so Chris says gone. Josh, what I do you I think they're say? just trying to make us think that. That's, that's, that's what I think, yeah. too. Nah. That's what I think. Um, Christina, I don't know if you have any... If you can weigh in on this since you haven't played the first game. This is probably a spoiler to you, actually. big spoiler for me. Oops. Uh, (laughs) Oops. God. Well, what's the the statute of limitations on spoilers? I always go by the six-year rule. What do you guys go by? The statute of limitations for spoilers, by film standards, (laughs) standards is, I say, a week or two. After, oh, shit. after release. <laughs> what about video games? I think two years. 
Yeah. Games. Two years. Yeah. That gives it, you if you wanted to play it right away, if you really cared about the spoilers, or if if you really like the game, then you care about the spoilers, and if you really like the game, you'll have played it within two years. As, as it, what I think. No, I would give it six months <laughs> to a year. Six months to a year. Yeah, because okay. games are super yeah. huge nowadays. Like Assassin's That's what I'm saying. Odyssey. I think My two God. years. Yeah. Good luck trying to f- finish that game in two weeks. My God. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I think uh, I think they're pulling a fast one on us. I think she'll be bullshit. Okay. She the the reason why is because she needs the motivation to. Okay, go that's true. Five Naughty Dog's right? better that's than that. That's true. Though. Naughty Dog doesn't always use the tropes that we expect. That's true too. Though. You both. So I can see them subverting your expectations I could, to yeah. get rid of yeah. the trope. You know, to 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 push it out of. I'm the way. with you. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, next question. This is from Michael God Ugh. Schwick. Schwick. He's from the PS Nation podcast. Schwick, thank you. Um, He says, Fuck, Mary Kill 2020 edition. The Last of Us Part 2, a Cyberpunk 2077, and Final Fantasy remake. Okay. I'm excited for this question. Yeah, me too. Um, So I'm going to go... Does anybody have... I'll give you some time to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're ready, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. So, fuck, Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Um, Marry... um, Last of Us Part Two, kill Cyberpunk. Easy. Okay. All right. Wait. Hold, right, hold, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Wait. 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 Why? Why are you? Why are you killing off Cyberpunk? Because the setting isn't that interesting to me. Cyberpunk. Oh God! Come on, man. You don't like two D Mario, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> hey. I don't know. I, I've tweeted about that this week, and twenty five people agree with me. Okay. All right. Um. Josh, okay, okay. If you're ready. So I have similar ans- I have similar answers, but a little bit different. So I think you'll probably like mine more than Chris. So okay. obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously, Mary: The Last was Part Two. It's the sequel to my favorite game. It looks sure. amazing. Okay. Every performance yeah. is gonna be perfect. I'm so excited. I pre-ordered the $170 edition until I can get the LE edition because the LE edition is currently out of stock. But I am checking Amazon every few hours every day, and I will switch my pre-orders over. Anyway, so Mary: The Last was Part Two. Fuck Cyberpunk 2077 because 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 Keanu Reeves. Fuck you. I'm gonna climb him like a tree <laughs> and kill Final Get Fantasy VII remake because we already have a Final Fantasy. We already have a Final Get- Fantasy VII game. Oh bullshit! I'll take these two new games. All right. you, can, you can you know you, yeah. Yes. All right, Christina. Um. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't really. I don't really think it's nice for to say the last of us um <laughs> part two would kill kill cyberpunk 2077 because i'm just as excited for cyberpunk 2077 to come out just as much if not more so than as uh the last of us part two because oh my god it's keanu reeves <laughs> mm-hmm. have you heard of keanu reeves chris this yeah, he's just he's just like, this little indie actor. Nobody's heard of him. He's all right. So so Christina, do you have a a, a ranking for us here for your fuck Mary kill? Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh, you okay, oh, wow. so you pick. Oh, okay. So you pick. Okay, so you, you there are three. You have to basically rank them. So fuck is which one would you fuck? <laughs> um, marry which one would you marry? <laughs> and which one <laughs> and which one would you kill? Out of the three. So the options are Last of Us, Cyberpunk, and Final Fantasy Remake. Okay. <laughs> just now think about it. It's very morbid, isn't it? You, oh, you it's horrible. You could just be it's like a... first favorite, second favorite trash, too. 
Yeah, why don't you do that? Okay. You can do that. Let's see. Uh, that's that's tough because I don't really play favorites here. That's a tough question because those games <laughs> all look great. I, I will say this. Uh, I am still excited for Cyberpunk 2077 despite the crap I just gave it. Um, uh-huh. But for me, Western RPGs just haven't appealed to me as much as JRPGs and story-focused games, you know, like from Naughty Dog and things like that. I could so. get that, but I don't see how you're not interested in the setting. That's what made me go, wait, Yeah, the setting, the setting is, like, is awesome. So original. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can. Okay. It's like, it's, it's, right, like, right. it's like Blade Runner, but with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And have we mentioned Keanu Reeves is in this Keanu game? Reeves. I don't know if we've mentioned that. He's breathtaking. He, yeah. he, he's great in John Wick, but I haven't really like, seen honestly, him in anything else. I was not <laughs> expecting Keanu Reeves to appear in Cyberpunk 2077, like, at all. It was yeah, very that was, random. like, so oh, yeah. random. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to do... Oh, God. I'm going to... Oh, man. This... Because Final Fantasy looks so good. Um, Mary... God, I don't know. All right. Okay, kill Last of Us Part Two, but only oh, no. Wait, 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 wait. Only because I don't. I, I already know what to expect from that, pretty much. Really? Like, I, within within a, a, a uh, within reason, I guess. I kind of know what. I mean, you're not gonna play Last of Us and then like end up in space or something weird, right? Like, I guess. That, that's what I'm saying. You're like, saying I, it's I, gonna it's follow no... expectations and be more yeah, traditional. Yeah. I got you. But if you want to follow and, that logic as well, like Final Fantasy VII, you know exactly what you're going to get. But they're but, expanding it so much, though. There's so much uh, yeah, that's true. that they wanted yeah, to that's, in the original game. No, I mean, that's a good point, Chris. But yeah, that's, I mean, it's that's still a good, good point. point. But yeah. I don't know. Okay, so kill Last of Us. Or, okay, all right. Kill Final Fantasy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Marry Last of Us and fuck Cyberpunk. All right, next question. Um, this, <laughs> this is from uh, Von Hyde. He asks, does a surprise reveal at the end of the most recent trailer debunk the ghost theory? I personally believe it's still possible he's a figment of her imagination. He's referring to The Last of Us. Uh, some people, when when The Last of Us Part Two was first uh, revealed uh, and we got to see Joel, some people thought that he was like a, a ghost or a figment of her imagination. Um, I think that could still be possible, but I don't think it's as likely now. Mm. Like, I feel like he's most definitely like actually alive and in the game um, i chris what do you think uh, you know what now i'm thinking like uh i was watching easy allies cover the trailer and they were like going for it frame by frame and it didn't yeah. make sense the cut uh, between ellie seeing him and then joel being there um because like they're in an outside setting and then the joel where the scene where joel is he's inside mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe that was a trick and maybe it is the ghost of Joel and that's the reason why she's angry against the Fireflies because the Fireflies killed Joel instead of the girlfriend. Oh, and then maybe the girlfriend is still alive. Yeah. See, this, okay, this actually would make sense. Okay, girlfriend's still alive. Remember, no spoilers for Christina. Yeah, yeah. Girlfriend's still alive, though, to answer the the other question we had. Uh, Joel dead... But he's a ghost, and that's why Ellie's pissed. Yeah, and okay. he's always looking over her as like, "Be careful." She's yeah, yeah, she's yeah. he he's like her conscience or something. Right, and then she like starts to do a kamehameha, and then Joel comes <laughs> in and like 
helps with that. It's like a father son commit or father daughter. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah, I got the reference. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Uh, Josh, any thoughts on the, on this question here? Is, um, is Joel a ghost I mean, mine's or kind not? of a cop-out, but my thoughts are if the fact that we're having this conversation shows how talented Naughty Dog is and how good they are at doing what we may not expect. All right. Fair enough. Like, I, um, I don't know, but, you know, the fact that it's a possibility the way it just really speaks to Naughty Dog. So, I'll just um, say this. There might be a reason why we didn't see the person who was shot in that trailer. Yeah. There might be a reason why. Fair enough. Final question, also from Von High. Oh, and could we get an approximation of the amount of time Joseph spends watching principal porn daily? 57 hours a day is how much, is how much principal porn I watch. Um, yeah. Oh um, my god. Okay, so why don't we talk about what we've been playing? Um, let's see. Who, who should go for Christina. Why don't you talk to us about Borderlands 3? Because none of us have played... We haven't covered any. Yeah. yeah, we haven't covered that game at all. So, Christina, enlighten us about Borderlands okay. 3. The one thing I can say is Borderlands 3, like its predecessors, is something that you cannot play by yourself. Because, mm. because if you play, like... If you play by yourself instead of in multiplayer... You will get one-shotted really, really bad. Then again, as I've experienced, like, when you when you play it by yourself and, like, every boss battle you go into, each one is, like, tougher than the last. Yeah, they'll kill you, like, really quick at first. Like, Mouthpiece did last night. Like, the, the more times you, you fight this boss, fight a boss battle you the more you learn like their movement pattern the more you learn their movement pattern the more you learn like what makes them tick so you just find their weak spots that way and you gotta use like like weapons that that deal more damage than others and mind you i had to drop a lot a lot of guns the gray ones, anyway, just to use the one that the most powerful weapon there is, and there was like this, there was like this mm-hmm. one gun that had only a hundred and fifty bullets in it, and the, like the more you, the more you use it, the more it overheats, <laughs> and once you run out of those bullets huh. and you try to switch to another weapon, that that gun's out of ammo too. Oh jeez. So, so you're saying it's it's like really difficult. It's then. difficult unless you play with somebody else. Hmm. And and this is four player, right? You can play it with four players. I, yeah, I it's it is, uh, yeah. local co-op split screen, four players, and also you can play online too. Okay. Players. That's yeah, man. I so like those kind of like co-op games. They sound intriguing to me, and I would love like you know if all of us could play something like that, but. In practice, I just don't know that it's up my alley. See, and you know? that's the same thing for me, too, and here's why. Um, I'm not always in the mood to play that game, and neither is that other person. So it takes two people to both be in the mood to play that game. Or, or, or four people. Yeah, or four yeah. people. And so, like, my wife and I are still playing through the Game of the Year edition of Borderlands, but it's not very often where we're both are free and both want to play that game, you know? So Wait, it's, like, here Borderlands and Borderlands 1 or Borderlands mm-hmm. 2, Game of the Year edition? Uh one. Oh. <laughs> oh, not a fan? Is one not good? 
you could be honest. You could be honest here. I mean, Chris has shat all we over the Mario games. We have to have some giant collection, too. So if, if one's not very good, yeah. we could just play two. I, I honestly have uh, a lot of nostalgic feelings towards Borderlands 1. It was one of the first mature-rated games I played. and I played a lot of co-op uh, with that game. I actually played that on on live oh, as well cool. as PS3, so that just tells you how much I've played. Oh, wow. it. I played um, my first but, M-rated game yeah. when I was like five because my parents didn't love me. Right. Jesus. My first Christ. M-rated game <laughs> was uh, <laughs> for some reason Perfect Dark. Oh okay. It's a good. It's a good. Oh, first okay. For, for, uh, the original. Yeah. The on the N64. For N64. I I oh. thought it was like a cool. A cool first-person shooter game, just like GoldenEye, but I just didn't know it was M-rated until oof, later on. I think I was like, mm-hmm. I believe I was either five or six when I was first exposed to um, Perfect Dark. Hmm. So you played you played an M-rated Goodness. game early too. Yeah, but not not very much. For me, it was Duke Nukem 3D. Um. <laughs> oh god <laughs> jesus christ of course um, it is of yeah. course it is that, that actually explains a lot uh <laughs> um, um christina and i see here that you've been playing shantae half genie hero um why don't you tell us a little bit about that because uh these games have always like super intrigued me i just never have played yeah. them so, so tell us a little bit about genie it hero is a side scroller a 2d side scrolling game where you play as Shantae as she goes on goes on missions missions all across uh, Seekin Land. Yeah. Good old Seekin Land. And what is it? Is it like Metroidvania style a little bit, or more like exploration based? I'd say it's more like when you say Metroidvania, I think Dead Cells, which I haven't touched yet. Metro Eek. Metroid. Metroidvania uh. is more. I I kind of read that as I pro, I take that as like futuristic side scrolling games. Oh, um, I don't really mean it in terms of the setting. I just mean like where you you know find an item and then you can backtrack to an item you know to a place that was at the beginning of the game that you weren't able Get to more access. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, now you can lift up the whatever door that yeah, you weren't able to lift I've, before, or something like that. Then in that case, it might be, might as well be Metroidvania because you get to visit like certain, you get to visit certain levels more than once, like like right. Main ah. Street. The first, the first time you go there, like you don't have the power to like, you don't have the monkey dance the monkey dance yet where you're allowed to like climb through, <laughs> like climb walls and you get that you get that ability right after like when you finish the level the first time but the second time you go back you mm-hmm. have to help this little chef girl this little chef like like get her get her health permit or else she won't like keep her restaurant keep her restaurant open <laughs> And you get, you do oh, that man. in exchange I love that. for like a piece of caramel candy. Of course you do. That sounds amazing. Uh, 
And I, I always, I always really love the art of these games. It's like really vibrant colors and stuff, and I just like the animation. Um, this is uh, way forward, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it's way forward. I know that shit. Yeah, for platform yeah. games. Yeah, and I'm excited for Shantae and the Seven Sirens, especially with the uh, opening sequence animated by Studio Trigger. Wow. Mm-hmm. They made uh, so Kill a Kill really and good. all that, right? The the anime Kill a Kill and Little Witch Academia. I cool. just and I watched those two, and I recently finished uh, Kill a Kill. Interesting. I thought it was like freaking amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And okay, Chris, why don't you tell us about? Uh, let's see. You've been playing Super Dodgeball Beats. I've never even heard of this right. game. So why why don't you talk to us about that? Yeah. Uh, Super Dodgeball Beats is uh rhythm kind of music game and basically you're playing as a dodgeball team in this big league um so that's the premise of the game uh yeah yeah um there's like this techno music that you play and it's got like this beautiful manga hand-drawn look um to the games and it so it really pops uh, and yeah, the, the, the game's pretty fun. I, I've been enjoying the songs, the the rhythm mechanics work very well. Um, but the, I think the biggest issue I have is the power-up system in the game. So basically, it's like Mario Kart. You get these items and you can use them against your enemies. Um, basically, you can block uh, other people's sight with a power-up. You can freeze them in place. All sorts of different things like that. But I, I honestly think the power-up system gets in the way of the actual gameplay. So, for example, um, there's like these beat lines around your characters. And each character on the screen is a button. So, triangles up, X is down, etc, etc. And uh, there's like these beat lines around that aren't very pronounced with the busy visuals around you. So it's kind of hard to keep track of like when the beats are going on, especially when there's power-ups going on, uh, happening around your characters. Like for example, there's like this donut that covers the beat lines. So you don't exactly know when the beat's coming because the music's really unpredictable at points and it's really hard to notice exactly the changes in the gameplay uh because of the power-up system and it's pretty hard in general i think especially with the faster rpm kind of music um yeah Mm. it's it's tough to keep track of sometimes and i've been getting the hang of it uh but there's definitely um a learning curve there um but i also think that some of the button presses for some songs Mm are out of sync so it's it's tough to really input <laughs> the 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 beats um as as you'd like um so, so i've right. had a bit of t- tough time with that but overall I, i've been enjoying the game it's fun it's uh, it's got a lot of personality to it and uh i, I love 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 the art style uh, because when you win a game it kind of goes into slow motion and when you hit the enemy on the side, it kind of like the the enemy kind of like the the color goes away, and it looks like a manga book where like they're they're fading away with uh, pencil oh, strokes. So it's, it's super cool. Like I, I put yeah. up a video on my Twitter um, just showing what that looks like uh, if you're interested. Uh, Penwell writes, 
Um, but yeah, I had a review code from Playstack. I should mention that. So yeah, um, we should. So thank you, Playstack. Thank you for sending a code our way. Um, I'm going to talk more about it next week as I finish the game. I'm about halfway through, so it, it's a pretty short game. It's about fifteen dollars, ten to fifteen dollars, depending on where you're living. Uh, so yeah, it's a budget title, uh, but mm. it's it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. It has its issues, but it's pretty fun. Cool. Um, and Josh, I know you're dying to talk about medi- medieval. Um, we'll get to that in just a second. I wanna I wanna hear Chris uh, talk about telling lies. Yes. Real real quick, I just wanted to tell Chris the difference in the two currencies. Uh, there's there's the Big Mac bucks. And there's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you can get a lot of poutine with that those Big Mac bucks, and then for Joseph, he can get his principal call. Um. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop. All I'll right. stop. Um, all right. All right. But yeah, Telling Lies is a new game from the developer of Her Story. Uh, and I played it on PC recently. I think it's only on PC right now. Yeah, I think. Or maybe it might be on phones yes. as well. And it, it, it's been a while since I played it, about uh, last weekend. So I'll try to be as um, accurate as possible. So you're playing as this. Um, character who's trying to learn about this FBI agent um, and his past because he was on um, he's undercover and he's done some dodgy stuff so you're looking through video files from the NSA um, and you're trying to find out what exactly happened to this character and the the people around him that he's had relationships with Um, it gets like you find out a lot of stuff (laughs) about this guy and yeah it gets super shady but um, what I love about this game is that you're 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 on this computer and you can see this woman's uh, reflection on the screen, so you can see her reacting to stuff. And uh, every once in a while, it interrupts the gameplay and just shows a cutscene. It's super cool. Um, and basically, the the whole gameplay is that you're searching uh, through the database and trying to find specific things like. Um, the first thing that comes up is love and then you can type whatever you want so uh, you can hear specific keywords and then like bomb or something like that and then you, you it comes up with the video files that mention bomb in them and you're reading through all these you, you're watching all these videos and just learning more about this guy's history and uh, you can skip through it you can fast forward it and um uh, and rewind and you can find specific details that you're looking for so yeah it's a super interesting game and i, I recommend it to anyone to try out um because it's 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 very intriguing and the the voice actings well not voice acting the actual acting in front on yeah, the screen like, is fantastic like it's it, it feels it's, so natural yeah, it's live action it's an fmv game and it's uh, the, the acting's phenomenal because it feels natural. It feels like they're actually talking on a camera or talking on a phone or, a, or, or on a webcam, right? So that's basically the premise. You're just spying on these people and uh, trying to figure out their past. Very interesting. And it unravels in um, an interesting way too. So... Uh, and can is this like a shorter game? Can you beat it in like a few hours? Yeah, or so? it's about three to four hours long. But the interesting thing is that uh, you can focus on specific characters, and you won't be able to focus on all the characters in one 
playthrough. And the game kind of tracks ah. that. It tracks like who you're focusing on and what you're uh, what you're most interested in. Uh, like it tells you if you're more political or uh, I don't know. I don't know the other options, but it tells like the personality you have just from the videos you're looking for. Very interesting. Yeah, like it, it's it's cool. It's super cool. It's definitely going to be my top ten of the year. Cool. Wow. So yeah, I might I might give that one a try because it just sounds like something yeah. you don't you know you don't see very. And often. you don't need a powerful um, PC to play either. It's just basically a FMV game, right? So you're just playing videos. Right. Cool. Um, I know you've got a couple other games on here, Chris, but we do have to wrap up sure. here shortly. So so I'm gonna throw it over to Josh. I know he's gushing to talk about uh, the medieval demo. So uh, Josh, hit us with with your thoughts on that demo we got. Yeah, I thought it was really great. Um, they released it around the same time that the original demo came out. I was actually like, when I was playing it, I was like, wow, I did this exact same thing 20 years, like 21 years ago. Oh my God, that's got, so cool. I had the PlayStation demo disc in my GamePro magazine that I got for my birthday. So like 21 years ago, I did the same exact thing. That must be really, really awesome. I didn't really even realize weird. that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's so cool. So walk us through this demo though. Uh, so if the demos, are, it's really smart they released it because the first like opening, uh, you know, cutscene or video or whatever, and the first level or two like really give a good uh, explanation of uh, what the game is, almost like a thesis statement. So if, if if you like this demo, then you'll like the game. If you don't like it, then you you might you, you could still. I mean, maybe you don't like that level, but I mean, this gives you a good idea what the game's all about. So starts off by learning that you are controlling Sir Daniel Fortescue. He fought. Um, in the uh, battle for Galamir against uh, the Lord Zorok, he uh, that's a sentence. <laughs> said all those like those are all normal words to say in sequence. But yeah, uh, so there was a there was a big battle, and uh, the the official story is that uh, they end up beating uh, Zorok, and uh, you know Sir Daniel Fortescue lost and died, but like you know he his like arrows what won the battle. When in reality, right. what we learn is he actually died, like, immediately. Like, the first arrow <laughs> that was shot killed him. He ends up falling in a hole and dying in that hole, and that's why he's got a missing eye. He got shot. That's where he got shot. And um, now, uh, I forgot the exact time frame, but, you know, much later, like a few decades or whatever, uh, the Zarok wizard guy, sorcerer guy, he does this big spell to basically raise up, like, you know, undead enemies and shit, and a bunch of magic spells make things bad. But in the process, it brings Sir Dan back to life. And then this... Uh, I just love this premise. It's so it's, it's really It's so good, dude. It's so it's so original. And I don't know. It's just... It's like a Monty Python skit, but like... <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's like Tim Burton got it like halfway through and just took over. It's yeah. great. Um, and then as soon as you wake up, like this like talking like Monty Python gargoyle guy like statue, uh, it starts chiding you immediately like, you know... Uh, now you could actually be useful and actually go and do the thing that they celebrated you for. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that's great. And like, he's not wrong. Like, people already celebrated you like you were a hero. You you weren't. Go go be one now. Now is your <laughs> chance to for redemption. And yeah, so I mean, it's it's um, I I mean this in a very very loose way, but also like kind of the Zelda format. You know, you fight some enemies, you get rid of them, you get power ups, and you get keys to open up doors, and you fight bosses. Is the premise? Sounds of the game. fun. So. And uh, some, you know, some light platforming too. Not a, not a lot, but there definitely is some platforming too. But mm -hmm. it's um, its biggest issues back in the day uh, were, were the camera, the camera work, and of course it was also in a D pad. But this is because it was one of the first 3D games, and <clears throat> yeah, there's some 
3D games that are as early as this game that are, you know, uh, arguably better, but you got to remember these people couldn't look at those people's work while they were making it because they're making it at the same time. So that's why Bubsy 3D and this and, like, you know, Mario 64, they're all coming out within the same few years, but, you know, everybody was working on their own thing. And um, so anyway, the camera wasn't very good. It's their first 3D game. And uh, some of the platforming didn't work as well because of that. Um, other than that, though, they had a really good story and atmosphere and gameplay. So this update's perfect because they can fix the control and camera issues so easily, you know? Mm, right. And how did you feel about the controls and the camera and everything in the demo? Oh, uh, it was great. And they also uh, it felt weird to me at first, but that's because they just you know there's more modern controls. But this is what I thought was really cool. You can go into the options and you can change it to the like original controls. So if, if oh, interesting. Yeah, the modern controls make more sense. But like, you know, if you grew up playing it, your muscle memory is going to fight you the whole time. So right. you could just keep so- playing. Like you used so to overall play. thoughts are very positive and you're hyped on this game. Uh, yeah, I requested work off paid uh, October 25th back <laughs> in like June when they gave me the release yeah. date. So yeah, I'm, I'm still happy that I have that day off and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My only complaint is uh, they haven't done a snazzy physical edition and I want them to. There's a base physical for 30 and there's a digital deluxe for 40 but like, I mean, you know, Crash Nitro Kart um, micro, microtransaction game, whatever it's called, they got a... <laughs> I got the seventy dollar edition for that, and I got the pins and stuff. So, oh, okay. you know, oh. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect a first party Sony exclusive to have, you know, at least a little art book like you know Link's Awakening got. You know, be cool. Right. I'll, I'll anyway, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I'll say this about Medieval. Uh, I like a lot of people are worrying about the quality of this game. And to me, like, when I played this demo, it, it's gushing with quality. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. the production is wonderful. Like, how they've remade all the the models and made, well, basically remade it from scratch, right? Like, it, it's, it's just right. oozing with uh, mm. atmosphere. And um, like, I've, re- I've really liked what I've played. I just wish it was a bit longer, <laughs> the demo. But yeah. uh, I'm... Well, that's kind of the idea. It's a short-lived yeah. demo, for sure. Uh, right. That's, I- I'm in. I'll play it. I'm excited that you guys are excited for it because that means we're probably all going to play it. Maybe we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and and we have a. I think we requested a copy, so we will. We'll get yeah, it. it's a bit too early yeah. still, but we will. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay, so Josh, quickly tell us about PT because I'm very curious about your thoughts on that. Oh, I just never played it back in the day. Um, how how did you play it now? Because you can't even like. Yeah. Get um. It. So really? on. Uh, I don't know how to. S- Say, uh, correct, Chris will know. Uh, itch.io, is that just how you say oh, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I, I get uh, indie games like occasionally on there, um, but I mean, not super often. But I like to watch the development side of things from like people that are like really small, not even selling stuff, because you can check out some really interesting stuff there sometimes. Anyway, um, like a year or two ago, um, I saw a page for PT and I thought, well, that's strange. Um, but basically this person for a project for school or something basically just ported the game to PC. And then other than that, it's identical except for he, uh, tweaked a couple of things so that the game, like the expectations are more consistent based on player action. That sounds like he made it better. I don't know enough about the sequences and loops to really speak on it, but he, he's in, in the, in the, the game notes, he said he also like improved like, you know, something like that. But anyway, yeah, other than that, it's just a, uh, like one, one PC port, um, is the, this free? Um, yeah, it was when it was up. Uh, okay. But of course, he got Konami'd. Um, he got Konami'd? Oh, yeah, God. Konami went, we don't want to sell that, and you can't give it to people for free. Right. 
Yeah, he wasn't even selling it, though, so I don't know why they shut it down. I could see if he was selling it, but he wasn't. Yeah, But, um, I mean, if anybody that knows, you know, me well enough, or, like, you guys, like, I've got in my Google Drive. I could just share the file with you. Um, Oh, okay. But, yeah. Yeah, man. It it was cool. It was fun. It was terrifying. I can't... I still have it on a hard drive Mm -hmm. somewhere, but I've upgraded my my PS... I should have deleted it. Yeah. I upgraded my PS4 hard drive to a two terabyte or something, and so it's on the original hard drive still. Gotcha. Anyway, um, Christina, have you played PT? No, I have not, unfortunately. Uh, But are you a fan of the spooky games? No, I'm not into horror games all that much. Okay, then PT is not for you. Yeah, this you. game's there's, creepy. Don't, don't play or watch anything in this game. And I'll say this. Uh, I don't think PT is that fun. I, I think it's frustrating. It's. I don't know that it's supposed to be fun. I just think... I think the whole story behind that game is really fascinating. Oh, it's so... Yeah. We, dude, we should like, do, you know what we should do? We should do an Evergreen episode where we just talk about yeah, that for an hour. I, I would love to do that because I just think the whole... We could even do that next month whole, for you know, Halloween time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, that's a really good idea, we Josh. Do that. I think we should. Because it's very interesting. You're totally right. It's so interesting. Yeah, like I, I'm with you, Chris. It's not fun. Like, oh yeah, I'm bored. I'm gonna play some PT. No, but like the the sort of like marketing and everything is really interesting. And the fact um, that like that existed, like, hey, here, you, you guys want to check this game out? You can check it out right now. Cancel. Like, right. That was that. That was a <laughs> lot uh, less common back then. Now we'll have Nintendo. Oh, Cadence of Hyrule's out tomorrow. But like that didn't happen as much yeah. back then. You know. Right. Um, okay, so I've been playing uh, more Untitled Goose Game. I'm about finished with it. It's only like, you know, two or three hours long. Um, really, really, really interesting game, man. Like, I know I talked on it last week about how funny and weird it is, but I, this game, man, like, I just, I've never played anything like it. Like, mm-hmm. I still don't really know what genre it is. Like, stealth puzzle, I guess. Asshole simulator. Asshole simulator, man. You're just this goose, and you go around honking at people. Um, Josh, have you finished Untitled Goose? No, game? no. Um, I'm I'm selling the first area because it's like I can't figure out how to get get the rake. Yeah, it's hard. I keep oh, taking it, rake. and he always shows up. Yeah, yeah. You have to like, man. I feel like like a speed run of this game would be really fascinating. To oh, watch they just had one that was like four minutes long. <laughs> it's fucking cr- like how the whole game. Yeah, I mean four it is minutes? some sequence breaking stuff, but still, like the fact they're able Holy to do that is moly. crazy. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, so just like re- this, I feel like kind of like PT. It, 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 like this game isn't necessarily fun, but it's yeah, like the, the concept of it and it existing is, the, is more interesting. It's like yeah. really, really cool, and the music is so fucking funny. Yeah, oh my god! Um, and then I'm about finished with Link's Awakening. I have like two more dungeons. Man, one of the great games of this year. It's so like, good. It's in my top oh, ten for sure. Man, this uh, man, I needed a 2D Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like, can you guys like, do I, an, uh review episode on that? Because I'd be very interested in listening to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe next week or something we can dive. I'm, more I think into I'm probably it. halfway through. I okay. just finished like the third, or I just finished the third dungeon. And then I did some, like, uh, overworld stuff, and then I just, now I'm in the color dungeon. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to talk on it more. We're just running out of time here, so Yeah, we'll it's, to, it's great, we'll though. If you're on the fence, just go get it. Uh, the frame yeah. rate issue, I'll just say really quick. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's annoying, but, like, it's it's not ruining my experience. Yeah, and it's only for me in the overworld. Yeah, same for, same for me. It's not in the dungeons at all. It's just in the overworld. I, I think I've seen it, like, once or twice in the dungeon. The, the only reason it's so frustrating to me is because Nintendo games rarely have frame rate issues. Right. In fact, they're usually, like, usually a lot of the time at 60, you know? Like, yeah. that's why Wii U games look so good. It's because the frame rate was just 
60 frames usually and it was just really bright and shiny you know mm-hmm. and we're used to dark and 30 frames but yeah that's that's it's it's not a deal breaker like yeah definitely go get it but yeah man like the charm and the music and mm-hmm. the colors and personality i love so, the graphics so, so much. great man yeah um okay and then i just wanted to quickly touch on mario kart tour um i've been playing uh, this is the new like mario kart iphone or android game mm-hmm. man it it's is for both yeah it's for both thank you um it's it's mario kart man like it looks like mario kart it feels like mario kart um it's got you know different tracks from all games you know uh, across all the platforms and stuff and it's man like i i feel like this game is gonna do really well it already like had a like a, i don't know like an emo- like the best download 20 the best... million downloads apparently yeah it's just crazy people yeah. love mario kart man and everybody's man. got a phone so and it's really cool that you can play it in you know just like portrait mode and just Mm -hmm. you know with one hand um i will say the microtransactions are pretty egregious in the Mm -hmm. game but you don't need to use them they don't make sense and they're stupid but you don't need to use them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. microtransactions are very stupid to begin with (laughs) yeah (laughs) tell us how you really feel christina (laughs) (laughs) yeah man Nintendo's gonna be raking in the money with this because, yep. as as dumb as I as dumb as I think those microtransactions are, I, a lot of people are probably spending money on that game. Mm. I wish I could even play it; otherwise, it would be in my playing uh, currently playing list because it's not even letting me log in. I won't. Oh, really? It won't let you no. log in? It's saying is it, is it out in Canada? I keep getting an error yeah, code. But... Um, I, I was able to play that's... a tutorial, but I can't actually connect oh, okay. to the online service. Weird. Yeah. Th- this isn't a joke or anything, but I-, I wonder if that's a Canadian thing. I don't like, think so. Maybe. No, it's available no? worldwide. I wouldn't be able to download it. So um, okay. I'm guessing I'm having a Pokemon Go issue where I can't log Make in. Make sure you got the, the Maple language pack installed. That'll... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, oh my God. sides, Josh. You kill me. Um, okay. So why don't we wrap it there? Just because, I mean, I know we could talk hours on end about pt and asshole goose game and zelda and sonic so yeah that's been episode 40 thank you everybody for listening be sure to follow the show on twitter at active quest show um you can get a hold of us via email at activequestpodcast at gmail.com um, and of course you can find our show on itunes stitcher tune in spotify and google play um you can get our shirt if you'd like on teespring we've got those uh in the in the episode show notes as well um and yeah make sure you leave us reviews on uh itunes it really does help us out and we see you guys doing that out there too so maybe maybe next week i'll read some reviews we've gotten because that's always fun to do thanks chris um yeah yeah we really appreciate you guys and then of course remember uh to leave us your questions uh on our twitter thread each week on wednesdays um josh where can people find you when you're not on active quest uh at mr josh nichols on twitter and then i know i always say i'll be trying to stream if i have the time but i always make time for my favorite time of the year spooky scary time mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be streaming some spooky games oh for sure i've got my whole halloween list set up i'm so excited i'm ready maybe a little luigi's mansion dude i'm so excited for that i don't have a capture card though so i can't stream that mario <laughs> yeah i'm very excited for that game cool uh chris where can people find you when you're not on the show uh you can find me on twitter at pemo writes and my new podcast called let's speak geek uh my f- man yeah I-, I just i'm sorry i'm sorry to i just want to say that's that name is so good yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I love the that, name. That, like, you should be really proud of yourself for that name. That name is so good. Yeah, it's um, a very yeah. clever name. Thank you. Let's be yeah. geek. I actually got it from, like, I, 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 my inspiration for the name was from a film called Zoom. It was like a really bad Tim Allen film. Um, but, oh, okay. but I still, I, I have a hidden love for that film. That's a, that's a hidden pleasure. But at the huh. same time, like, there, there was this line that says, I speak Greek, not geek. <laughs> that was like a commander that's or something good. saying that so uh in the film and that's therefore funny. that was a funny line so that's that's kind of where i got the name from so but tell us about the show though yeah so uh it's an interview podcast uh where i talk to a bunch of game journalists voice actors anyone from the gaming or film communities who'd like to talk about their their work and their craft and then we go into some geeky conversations like uh last week Grayson and I, Grayson Morales, uh, we talked about uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, how we're disappointed with Kingdom Hearts 3, and then we went to Pokemon. So, uh, And we also talked about Chicago food, like the Chicago hot dogs and how bad deep dish oh. pizza is. So, Man, oh, Chicago oh. hot dogs are good. And no, what, and what, wait, yeah. what? What? How bad Chicago deep dish Dude, pizzas are. Deep dish are. lasagna pizza is where it's at. <laughs> Dude, Chris, those are fighting words. Um, you just, you just so have yeah, to listen ch- to the podcast out- uh, to hear his thoughts on the Chicago deep dip, dish pizza. Okay. Because it's pretty funny. Because he's, he's from Chicago. Yeah. 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 I'm a pizza queen, so I don't care how bad the Chicago deep dish pizza tastes. I will chow it down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll eat pizza out of trash can. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um god uh so christina uh is there anything you'd like to plug or anything like that uh while you're on the show do you want to give people your twitter handle or anything uh yes uh my twitter handle is sonic princess 15 <laughs> i love that so much i love that yes uh and do you have anything in the works that you that you want to plug or anything like that maybe at twinfinite oh yes my Twinfinite, let's see if I could pull up the link. I linked you in the show notes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if any, but do you have any projects you're working on right now at Twinfinite that you want to talk about or that you're allowed to talk about? Yeah, I am working on a Sonic-related feature. Yes. Been and... trying to write it for, like, three months now. and Oh, goodness. Because, but I've been like so busy with work and like stuff with my family, so I hope to get it done soon. Okay, awesome. Well, what, I'm sure one of us will share it or something so people can see it. Um, cool. Um, and then, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden and covering news uh, on PlayStation Lifestyle, maybe an IGN guide, something like that. Who knows? Uh, I, I, I pitched them a bunch of guide ideas for this holiday, so maybe maybe something will happen with that. So, cool. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode, where hopefully we'll get to talk a little bit more about Link's Awakening. It's just this episode's been pretty long, so I wanted to, to you know make sure we were out of here in a timely fashion. So, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye!